Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. What's up, man? Dude, Season 2, Episode 2. It's... Double Jeter. Double Jeter. Respect, baby. Double Jeter. Double Jeter. Double Jeter. <laughs> What's up? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm on the road, man. I know. This is the miracle of modern technology. Modern technology. I'm coming to you from Prague, the Czech Republic, baby. Check it out. We're not even in the same... Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) We're not even on the same continent. Uh, Yep. You're closer. You're closer to the capital of the cheese-eating surrender monkeys <laughs> than let me, you ever have been before without being there. Let me tell you something. Those motherfuckers are cheese-eating surrender monkeys, as far as I'm concerned. This week, what? bastards. Fucking Air France, the man. French. They left my suitcase. I checked the bag at Lauren's. You checked su- the bag. I checked the bag. I know. Check. I know who checks the bag, right? So I pulled out. I was packing to go on to this conference, and I pulled out the bag that I specifically bought that is complies with European standards for carry-on luggage because I didn't want to check a bag. And Lauren's like, "Well, you're not moving around, and the weather's kind of vari- going to be vari- variable in uh, in Prague. Maybe you want to take your your bigger bag and just check it all the way through. Who wants to drag your bag? You got to connect in Paris." Da 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 da. I was like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. You know, Lauren's, you know, the, the person in my life who makes the most sense. Rational. Rational human being. She's rational. So I pull out my bigger bag, which cannot be checked, and I pack it, and I drop, I you know, I drop it at the airport, expecting to see it in Prague when I get there. Well, lo and behold, of course, the fucking plane out of Dulles is delayed like an hour and a half because the French are just nonchalant about shit. And I made no seriously. Like the flight crew showed up. At, if it were a German, if it were a German plane, it would have. Or Swiss, time. yeah, totally. Anyway, they, like the yeah. flight crew showed up when we were supposed to be boarding, and it was like they had stopped to shop on the way. You know, like there was no urgency about this at all. So anyway, the pilot I, was having an affair. Right, right, right exactly. <laughs> and it was like not to de- not to delve into national stereotypes. Right. They were all smoking and whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> drinking wine. Like oh, I guess we have to do this flight anyway. So I make I, I we we land in uh, in Paris like forty minutes late. I do make my connection, but my bag doesn't. And of no one who no one who had connected in Paris onto Prague, their bags did not make this flight. And um, so you know I do the whole baggage thing. And it's funny the woman at the Czech Airlines baggage handling thing. She was funny. She's like, you know, we have more problems with. Air France and lost the baggage than any place else, and I was like, ah, oh, fucking frogs, cheese eating surrender monkeys. Anyway, not to make matters worse, my bag. There were like two or three more flights during the day. I came into Prague at like eleven thirty in the morning. My bag did not show up in Prague until like ten thirty, eleven o'clock that night. They delivered it at like two thirty in the morning, soaking fucking wet. It had been yeah. raining. What do you mean? Soaking fucking wet, dude. It had been raining all over Europe that day. Weather was awful in and, Paris when we landed. And what they just they just kept your bag out. Fuck! On the it wasn't even like it was damp. Like I opened the bag and the in, the lining of the bag was wet. All my shit, That's other than the stuff crazy. that I packed behind plastic, like my pressed shirts and stuff, everything else was That's wet. Crazy. So like at two thirty in the morning, I'm fucking hanging shit up around my hotel room, and I'm so fucked. And so did you get a note of apology from the airline? No, man. Bunch of anti semites. They are. You know what? 
Jesus. This is pure anti-Semitism. This is pure anti-Semitism. I know. They, they, they picked up my bag. They knew I was the flying Jew. They knew it. Yep. Exactly. They're Everybody like, else's bag, short, I, I bet, was delayed, but dry. There's a short Jew, seriously. Yep. And taken care of and pressed. And, exactly. I mean, they're like, there's a short Jew this getting short, on this This is a short, hairy Jew in Prague. He needs his bag. Let's put it out yeah. in the rain. Exactly. We'll show him. <laughs> we'll show that guy. I got to go back through Paris tomorrow. Who knows what they're going to do to me? It's funny because I'm a huge plane. like I'm kind of a francophile. I mean, people say if you where would you rather live, London or Paris? Paris, Paris. People well, are like oh, they're I, so I anti-Semitic. Mean, I was like, have you ever spoken to a Brit- upper class British person? Fucking anti-Semitic. Oh, yeah, Everybody's an anti-Semitic. anti-Semitic. Right. But I mean, it's not a surprise to me that you would want to live among the French because you're a left-wing. <laughs> Communist. Rootless cosmopolitan. Exactly. Rootless cosmopolitan layabout. Exactly. (laughs) Where? What better place for you than with your countrymen in France? With my fellow cheese-eating surrender monkeys. (laughs) Exactly. And you do like cheese. (laughs) I do. I do. I'm a big cheese. You like cheese. I'm a big cheese. I mean, come on. True. Every. Every uh, U.S. hating liberal wants to move to France. That's right. Exactly. I hate you and Alec Baldwin <laughs> will move to France together. Eddie Vedder is moving to France. Yeah, we could like hang out. That'd be totally cool. But I will say, I had a few moments would, where I was like, "Fuck that! Give me my freedom toast. Give me my freedom fries." <clears throat> I know. I, I'm going to boycott using the term French fries now. <laughs> do, do, do in remember, solidarity with do you. Do you remember that shit back in 2002, 2003? Like. We oh. really showed them. Oh my God! The the insane fever that gripped Americans that we were no longer eating French fries. I know it's crazy. It's, I'm so glad that we live in a more rational, insane time now. <laughs> <laughs> we would never do anything that stupid again. Oh my God! That's it. We're changing the name of French fries. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously, like, I remember. That's what we're gonna do, dude. On Capitol Hill, I think it really was Freedom Fries, man. <laughs> that was when That was the first sign That the, the terrorists won Exactly The terrorists won We are going to invade Iraq The French the Okay won. and look Let's be Let's be Objective here The French were Obnoxious In raising their objections To the invasion of Iraq But they were correct But we went apeshit Fucking crazy And we were going to Penalize them By calling our French toast And our French fries By the way Two things Neither thing Are very good for us Freedom to prize and freedom toast. What idiots we must have looked like. Can you imagine in the the French foreign ministry, they're like, they're what? They really are fucking nuts, these Americans. Exactly. And then can you imagine, like, 13 years later in the French foreign ministry, they're like, they elected who? (laughs) You know, I haven't... They really have lost their fucking minds. I haven't really gotten so much of, like... What the fuck is going on over there from the checks that I've come across? Um, they're, I think they're no, too polite about it and too happy to be in NATO and so on and so yeah. forth. But And they're used to having insanity <laughs> rule them. They're like, yeah, we were in the Warsaw Pact for a long time. so Exactly. We kind of get it. We get it. But we've, had dic- we've, had, we've had fascist dictators here also. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't so, forget, they were occupied by the Nazis. Oh, no, they had the original Quisling. Right. That's right. That's right. But uh, all things, it is so lovely here. Um, The Czechs are, you know, they're like poets and musicians, and, you know, the beer is really good. 
Um, yeah. I'm not a big beer what drinker. Kind of beer have, I had. Um, yeah, but you have. You have had beer. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. I had more beer you have in the to. last three days than I've had in like the previous two years. Um, I've had more beer in the last fifteen minutes than I've had. In, the last just, in fact, it's like just kind of a thing. You know, you sit down for lunch, and it's like, yeah. all right, what kind of beer do you have? Like, what other kind of really good yeah. Czech beer do you have? So yeah, it's been kind of fun. Um, any any particular brands that you well know? the every, everybody it's a small conference and everybody in the conference we were taken to the famous um, beer hall here in Prague called Ufla oh. U, and they only have one their 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 dark lager the it's, house beer it's so nice. it's it, it looks like a Guinness it's so much smoother uh-huh. and better tasting than, than Guinness. And then we had. Yeah, I like Guinness. I don't. I don't drink, but I do like Guinness. There's an Israeli dude here, and we were sitting. He was sitting with me over dinner, and it, this is a very. They herded all the Jews together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like the Jews have to sit in the corner. But this is. It's a pork. Exactly. It's a pork heavy country, man. So. And you were at the kosher table. <laughs> you were not at the. You, this the is, there was no way this You're is like, kosher. I don't keep kosher. There's no I don't way keep this kosher. is kosher, don't man. Put me the antipasto came. And it was They're like you sit over there. The, the 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 Czech version of an antipasto is different yeah. varieties of pork, like pork done in different ways. So right. we had like this, sure. like three different kinds of sausage. We had just like layers of ham. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and then wait, wait, it gets better. What was the main meal? Fried pork. pork. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. So it was, I was, I looked at him. I was like, um, hey, y'all, you're gonna be all right with this. <laughs> And he was like, oink. He's like, uh, it'll be okay. We are not in Israel. It's just fine. He didn't eat a lot of it, though. I was like, mmm, pig, yummy. You, your love of pork products is well documented. <laughs> it was. And then uh, yesterday, after the after the events, that we um, we went on a tour of the, the Jewish quarter of, of, of Prague, which was very nice. And I'd been, there, been here before when I was here in 1993, not long after the fall of communism. Very extremely, extremely moving and interesting stories um, about that, and you know, I think the Czechs have really taken on a kind of responsibility and a, a feeling of affection for the, you know, their the Jewish heritage for their of this. Dead Jews. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, and it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's very easy. It's very easy right. to like to like. A community right. that no longer exists within your country. The, the tour guide, who was extremely knowledgeable about Jewish history and culture and religion, said there were about four thousand Jews here in the Czech Republic, which surprised me. That was yeah. much more than I thought there were. Um, but she was she was very very knowledgeable. She's like, well, the Torah says, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> like it does, really? What? Wow. Okay, that's cool. What else does the Torah say? I heard. I heard that she could out hog by you as well. <laughs> she probably is that true? She probably could. Out-hug. Is that true? She probably she was. Very She's like, excuse me. I understand that one of our uh, participants has problems with the hog, <laughs> but let me show you how it's done here in the Czech Republic. I will tell and you she though. She schooled you. Radka, she was very very nice. She's uh, an older woman, um, and she quite obviously had had memories. And strong views of the communist period. And, of course, you know, I always go back to, to this. I was thinking, you know, if she had immigrated to the United States, she'd be like a right-wing Republican. Because <laughs> all those yeah. people have come from, you know, like, get this, for, you know, the Soviet Union, the Warsaw Pact. Yeah, They're all but right. I mean, 
I don't blame him, but you know, communism I do. And anything that smacks of socialism <laughs> right. or left wingism. But I mean, in all fairness, they were really living no, under uh, a totalitarian right. regime exa- exactly that is right. much closer right. to fascism than to true right. communism. That's exactly right. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong. I don't want anybody who's listening to this to say like, "Oh, they're a bunch of godless communists." Well, while that might be true, <laughs> I mean. I'm not. Cond- I'm not condoning um, what went on in these countries and saying like, well, it's not really communism. But in all honesty, like it may have been the economies were centrally planned. Right, but this they did but live in these, these totalitarian were, systems. Exactly right. Yeah, these were fascist. And, these were fascist and, countries. And in fact, the Czechs. I mean, the the, the transition <clears throat> to democracy and the transition to NATO membership and EU membership was relatively. Smooth. I mean, they you know they called it the Velvet Revolution to begin with, and then the transition yeah. was because the Czechs had always thought of themselves as being part of the West, and they really were under a totalitarian yoke more more than anything else. Um, but she yeah. was saying, you know, Hungary was the same way, right? Of course, now Hungary has slid back into authoritarianism right under Victor Orban, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it uh, not that fascism is alien to the West. I think it's part of the West. Um, but uh, not here in our country. No, 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 no it doesn't exist in our country. It's not American. Oh, yes, it is. That's yeah. like what happened in uh, in at Fenway Park. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So well, what happened in Fenway Park this week was that somebody unfurled a banner on the Green Monster that said racism is as American as baseball. Ooh, um, that's messing with the American miss. Kind of, more than kind of, actually guess, true. Guess what happened to that banner? Got torn up. Person got arrested, <laughs> I bet. Got torn, got torn down in like 30 seconds. Wow. There's a lot of shit going yeah. on around sports, man. I leave the country and things get nutty. I mean, things were normal when I left, right? Yeah, things were totally, it's totally normal, 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 right? You know, you the, know what, the president what, what was really, he was, he, was becoming, he was becoming the president when I left. He, hand, he was pivoting. He was pivoting, becoming yeah. moderate, growing into the job. And yeah. then I leave. Yeah. And we get nuttiness everywhere. It's true. I wish you would come back. <laughs> no, we have, we have Fenway Park and then we have the situation with, with Sports Center, with um, Janelle we, Smith, right? Yeah. Yep. She, because she went on Twitter and said the president, the president is a white supremacist. And she's right. <laughs> she told course. the truth. <laughs> Yeah, and now she's in big trouble for telling the truth. And then freaking Sarah Huckabee got up in front of the press and said that that's a fireable offense. And the people are taking this shit I seriously. Checked, but yes, right, but the she last should be fired checked, for calling the president what he is, a white supremacist. But the last time I checked, the, the, um, the executive branch of our government should not be dictating to the private sector who should and should not be fired uh, well, from their jobs for expressing for expressing their personal beliefs. Dude, this is Trump's America, man. You cannot question the author- yes. in the words of Stephen Miller. You cannot question the authority of the president of the United States. You I, can't question the president about anything. Dude, this that's is true. I mean, Stephen Stephen Miller is right, of course, as he always is. But I seem to remember, yeah, back in there was a president from like two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen. There was what was his black what guy? Was his I think. Name? Black guy? Oh yeah, that's his, right. his he name was, was black dude. 
Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But there were lots and lots of people who would call him all kinds of all terrible sorts things. Of names. <laughs> There's an entertainer, and I put and I use that term extremely loosely yeah. because he really right. is ta- talentless. And what did this entertainer Ted say? Ted Nugent uh, <laughs> talked about hanging him. Right. There was enough. on 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 his Twitter account, and I don't remember anybody saying like we should boycott his concerts or we should there was, arrest him. There's another entertainer should, at the time who's the host of a real, yes. quote unquote reality television program, oh. and you know yeah. this guy, and he was saying that. President Obama wasn't born in the United States, so he wasn't a real American. Huh. I think that had something to do with President Obama's skin color, right? Uh, and that guy. Oh, wait, he. I don't really remember. You don't remember too him? Much about this. Yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah. Tell me more. And tell no, me more. No one, no one said that he should be fired from from that show. Oh, and and, and he got elected president of the United States. Oh. Ooh. Mm, well, so it, nobody's calling for him to be fired. Yeah, although I think there are a lot of people calling for him to be fired. Right, but you know, <laughs> for the most part, ugh, it's again, it's going back to what Tana Hesse said. You know, yeah, Donald Trump, because he's a white male, gets away with this kind of shit. That's something that well, Barack Obama would never get away with. Anyway, true. Anyway. But, uh, but but we digress because we're really here to talk about how awful the French are today. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. After that, the French seemed pretty doing. good. I mean, they did, all they did was lose my I bag. Know, seriously. <laughs> yeah, well, they also urinated on it. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. It didn't yeah, smell you like think pee. That was rain. It didn't smell like you pee. You think that was rain? No. Dude, like, I was in like the same clothes the for thirty six hours. It was nasty, man. That shit's gross. Man. I didn't even have an emergency. You had nothing in your carry-on. I didn't bag? have an emergency thong in my carry-on bag. It was terrible. Like, this is not something our <laughs> listeners need to have a mental image. Of. You know what? It's I not mean, even something I need to have a mental image. Of. Seriously, this is a family show. <laughs> oh my! Come on, man! Like the the only thong anybody should be thinking of is from the Hot for Teachers video. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't get that video out of my head. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, apparently our friend Michael Brooks had never seen that video Oh, my God, how old did that make me feel? Yeah, I know, seriously. He said he had to go look it up on YouTube. What's up with that? what do you mean? What do you mean you've never seen it? And then, of course, he's like, you know, 15 years old, so. (laughs) So, dude. I hope he's listening to this because I know he's more than 15, but he can't be that much more than 15. (laughs) He's like 17. No, seriously. Oh, my God. Where's Michael Brooks going to go to college? Do I don't think? know. Do you think we should write him letters of recommendation or something? He's a Dude, smart I think kid. If you wrote him one, it could. He's a smart it could, kid. If no. you wrote him one, I think it would help. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm thinking, like, what would we put in our recommendation for, for Michael Brooks? Very funny, smart, good at impersonations. I know. So you should sign his letter of recommendation. You should. Put it on Sebastian Gorka's letter. <laughs> That's right. We're going to write Michael a letter of recommendation and sign it Sebastian Gorka. As Sebastian, I believe that Michael Brooks deserves to be deserves admission to your fine institution. Ac- this fine academy of higher learning. 
it's when really I got my PhD. It's really too bad we can't figure out the, the technology because no one does Sebastian Gorka better than Brooks. Um, but wait a second. I know. Even Sebastian Gorka thinks that Michael Brooks has a better you know, impersonation than he himself can do. You know, it's pretty interesting. I'm here at this conference um, to speak about the Middle East, but um, it's not a, it's not a conference of you know Middle East geeks from around Europe or anything like that. It's there are. I'm here with a bunch of American politicians at the state level, um, and it's you know it's a bipartisan group, but because Republicans control what 35, 36 state houses, it's weighted heavily. <laughs> <laughs> it's weighted heavily uh, on the R side, but it's it's been interesting. There actually hasn't been a tremendous amount of of Trump love. Um, from from these folks, there hasn't been, you know, people haven't risen to his defense. People haven't. It's it's been pretty. Maybe what are it's going to say. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, like he, he, he apparently he has political support, but these guys are don't seem to be terribly interested uh, in him. I I don't know, and I also haven't heard people pissed off. I mean, didn't Trump just make a deal with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi? So that's what I I don't you know. It's we'll we'll see. He seems uh, it seems that the kind of Trump spell, at least at the state level, where they actually have to get shit done and don't have as much time for you know ass hattery and clownishness. Maybe you know ass hattery. <laughs> maybe that's uh, like I had a I had a long conversation with with the guy from South Carolina, and. You know, he's South Carolina. I mean, you know, Foghorn Leghorn. I, I do believe. I do believe we need to get stuff is, done. Is Foghorn Leghorn from South Carolina? I think Foghorn Leghorn is from South Carolina. I, That's I probably right, actually. <laughs> yeah. But and these, he's like, we got to get shit done. Well, yeah, you know, he sounds more like a technocrat than, than an ideologue. Now, of course, yeah, but then you turn around and all these state houses are churning out the craziest fucking uh, so legislation. So let me ask you, when you... When you were having a conversation with this guy, was did he take off the hood or <laughs> was he wearing it? He not. I, you see, that's wrong. That's wrong. We should not stereotype all <laughs> Southern white people as Klan's members. Or, well, I don't know. Klan, Klansmen, Klansmen until proven otherwise. I don't know. I don't know why you go there time after time. Klansman until it's proven just otherwise. Not right. it's anyway, just, there was no. It's just not right. There was he. He was not. He was not wearing his his clan outfit. Um, no, seriously. Or his thongs. <laughs> well, by that time I bag. By the t- that time my bag had arrived, and I had my clean thong. Anyway, um, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't go around the conference asking if anybody had a clean pair of underwear that you could borrow. <laughs> like a bar. I, I promise I'll give gross, it back. I, I, I promise I'll give it back. I would, dude. I went to the opening reception in like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. It was pretty funny. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm here. They're like, oh, the American is here. <laughs> no, well, they're all American too. They're like, oh, the East Coast liberal. What does he think? You know, he uh, can the disrespect. Jew, the Jew has arrived without his bag, apparently. <laughs> Even the Israeli oh, didn't want to have anything an air, to do with me. <laughs> I guess you took an Air France flight out here. <laughs> they're like, what would we tell you? Freedom fries, freedom toast. Exactly. <laughs> so One guy did ask me if it was I, safe to, to transit through Paris, though. He was like, you know. And you, what did you tell him? I said not for my bag, but for me as an individual, I felt totally fine. I didn't. I did not feel like, um, you know, a Muslim was going to shoot at me in the airport. 
Well, that's good. The only the worst thing that can happen to you there is that some French bureaucrat will lose your bag. Lose my fucking you're bag. A Jew. Exactly. Because you're a Jew. <laughs> we lost your bag, sir. Jew. Doctor Cook. Doctor Cook. <laughs> From the United States, we lost your bag, sir. <laughs> so sorry. Is this the Dr. Cook from Montgomery County, Maryland? Oh, a racist place. Holy shit. That's what we got. That's what you and I have found out. We got Jeb Stewart, Jubal Early, and then that thing you sent me about like anti-Semitic propaganda being slapped all over Rockville, Disseminated in your in Rockville, Maryland. What the hell is going on? Fuck. My experience with Montgomery County is Jewy. Has been nothing has been has been nothing but Jewish. It's Jewish and have, Confederate apparently. Uh, I mean that's an interesting combo. <laughs> As you know, my wife grew up in in Montgomery County. She did. I have lots of friends who live in Montgomery County. The Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School I mean, is in Montgomery seriously, County. Seriously, it's like a freaking shtetl. And it, it really is. But we live on streets there called Jubal Early and Jeb County, Stewart. There are parts of Montgomery County that are so Israeli that they call them the kibbutz. <laughs> Meanwhile. And then what the hell is going on with the anti-Semitism <sighs> and racism in Montgomery County? It's crazy. And even when. So here's my question okay, for you. do it. What are you going to do about well, it? Well, okay. So. Um, after Jew. our special Nazi episode, after the Charlottesville incident. <laughs> um, Every episode is a special Nazi episode. <laughs> and, you know, we were talking about Jeb Stewart Street and Jubal Early Road and whatever. I Every time you say Jubal Early, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It sounds like you're saying Jew Boy Early. <laughs> I sent an email to our yeah. county I'm councilman, sorry. who's a Jew Boy. He yeah. is a Jew Boy. Who is, he is a Jew boy. And I said, and I got an email back from one of his staffers saying he'd, he'd get back. I said, this is crazy that there are these names. It's deeply offensive. Um, yeah. This is what Jeb Stewart did. I gave him a little history lesson. This is what Jeb Stewart did. This is what Jubal Early did. And what is the procedure for going about having the names changed? Uh, we shouldn't, yeah. you know, these are, these are, they are historic figures, but they should not be given an honorific by having streets named after them. So I get an Absolutely email back agree. to say, Roger, who's the council member, Roger Berliner, will, he'll get back to me. He's away. He'll get back to me. Okay. So then a few days later, I get an email from another staffer that says, here's the link to the Montgomery County Planning Commission. I want to emphasize to you the importance of process here. Oh, process, boy. process, process. And he emphasized it. So I wrote back and I was like, I, I, I get the sense that you are <laughs> not, you and Council Member Berliner aren't 100% behind this effort. Um, Why would you ever say you that? Because you keep Steven? saying it's about process. And I asked you directly in my previous email, can I count on Council Member Berliner's full political support as I go about trying to yeah. rally support for the change in these names. I said, you know, I suspect that when the development was built in the late 1960s and the combination of the developer in cahoots with Montgomery County officials, you know, named these streets, Jeb Stewart and Jubal Early, as a message to African-Americans and others that they weren't, but particularly African-Americans, that they weren't welcome 
in Potomac and Rockville. I said, I or st- con- con- conversely, it could be as a message to whites, like, that they, don't worry, we got your back. We got your backs. And I said, somehow, I don't think you would be stressing process and procedure if we were talking about, you know, Goebbels Way and Himmler Road. <laughs> and so, I, I used to live on Himmler Road, actually. <laughs> I actually don't think I used Goebbels. Place. I think he used Himmler and, uh, Himmler and uh, what's his name? Um, Gehring? No, I may have used Gehring. I have to go back and look at the email. Anyway, so then, <laughs> then this fucking guy, he wisened up because he did not respond by email. He left me a voicemail. Oh, can you yeah. please call me? I didn't call him back. I didn't call him back. I'm just no, going to go back and do it. And then when I start doing it, I start. So what are you going to do? Well, so uh, Lauren and I are going to talk to our neighbors. We have, you know, friends in the, in the neighborhood get them behind the issue and then actually begin the process and see how Montgomery County responds. And then we uh, have to do this and and we have to do this. This is something that's completely worthwhile doing. Uh, Lauren's a hundred percent on board as well, you know, and so, so we here at the Amen Corner are putting our money where our mouths are. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to start the process, see how Roger Berliner's office responds when I've, Indicated to them that I've begun the process. Let's see how the county right. planning board responds to this. And we're going to yeah. go about, we're going to start with our friends in the neighborhood before we start canvassing the rest of the people in the neighborhood yeah. to, to get them on, 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 on board with this because it's on just board. absolutely outrageous. Um, and we shouldn't have to and live in the shadow of Jubal Early and Jeb Stewart. Seriously. And we should start an online petition once you start right. to get that support at the grassroots level right. we should expand it out so that when you do submit this you can say plus we have 15,000 signatures <laughs> right. from all over the country right like do we want to shed this Batman? light do we want to shine a Klieg light yeah. on this nastiness from Montgomery <laughs> County Mountain? allegedly progressive liberal Montgomery County I mean, clearly clearly the developer did not want to sell to African Americans this is the late 1960s when the development was built and with the approval of you know, people within Montgomery County who obviously felt the same way signed off on Jewel well, Early and fucking Jeb Stewart. How many black families live in your neighborhood today uh, in today? 2017? Um, I count three. Uh, in the in the yeah, immediate like many. three block in the immediate three blocks around where I live. Yes, I do. I do. Not many. That's that's still sending a message of some sort. Yeah, I mean, I you know when we moved when we moved to Potomac, we were like, wow, you know, it's you know we moved from New York City to Potomac, we're like, not not really quite diverse, but it's actually the kids' elementary school is extraordinarily uh, extraordinarily diverse, and that's very nice. Any, and I don't know how these African American families feel about. Jubal Early and Jeb Stewart. I don't even want to ask them. I just think it's the right thing to do. I mean, it offends me. Um, but, I'm offended. I don't even live there. And but any kind of remnant, a, a legacy of this effort to keep African Americans out of the neighborhood, going back to the '60s, and this kind of dog whistle about you know to whites, you know we got your back, and so on and so on. That should be gone. That should be gone. Jeb yeah, Stewart and totally Jubal agree. Early belong in the history books. People should learn about who they are. But like I said, I don't think we should. But have we don't need to celebrate them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we should not celebrate them. Right. They should be learned about. Exactly. Nobody's saying like we need to whitewash them out of history. Right. They should be read about, but they should not be celebrated as heroes. 
they shouldn't be recognized uh, by having their names uh, on streets. Like right. no. And Jubal Early in particular, he was the kind of intellectual godfather of the idea of kind of whitewashing the Civil War and saying it was about state rights rather than upholding the institution of slavery, uh, which is what it was about. But he, he was the one who, during, you know, he fled. He fled. He went into exile actually in Canada, but came back and led this life. He was a lawyer by training and led this life in which he cre- helped to create this mythology about states' rights rather than, rather than slavery. That's, there's really, I don't think we should be celebrating that. So, no, it's interesting that he went to Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, because he was a traitor. <laughs> And he came back, and he, now he's got a street named after him. Well, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that is, is exactly Fuck right. Fuck that. We should change the name of that street to Alec Baldwin Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had some good ideas. And on the, yeah, what were you originally talking I about? I think it? the first one I, I had was like Medgar Evans. I know. Street. I was being ridiculous. I wanted, you know, like no, one, it, no one's going to name the names that I want, like Dr. Dreway. Probably not in Montgomery County. NWA Road. All right, so you straight out of Compton no. Way, Compton Boulevard. So um, I don't think that's that's gonna not going to go over well. Yeah. All right, so you are going to hopefully. I'm going to update you guys posted. next next on Men Corner. I'm going to update you on how far we get on this. And then how far we're so far? Get this. Then eventually there will be an online petition that we're going to circulate. Absolutely. Change the name. We need, we need, like, a good chant. Like, change the name. The other thing I wanted to do was, I, I you know, look, it's the suburbs. It, 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 modern life. Everybody's busy. Everybody, you know, they just, I live on Juba Early. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, if there's 25 people who live on Jubal Early Way, 25 of them really don't know the history. And the other thing I was going to do, I wanted, I wanted to write out a little history and attach it to the street signs. And so, so people should, should not. do that. You know, as an educational thing. Yeah. So people should. And not. take pictures of it and we'll put Before it, it gets the pulled down by Facebook some racist page. asshole. Exactly. Because we know. And on that, on that happy <laughs> note, the racist assholes are not going to win, and not this week, but we're. For a, we're going to kick their fucking loser asses. We're going we're gonna to kick their asses. All, All right, right. So I'm saying goodbye from Prague. I don't know how to say that in Czech. The only things I know how to say in Czech are. Um, how to say two beers. More beer, please. Dva piva. Yeah. And, and I also know how to say, please stand clear of the closing doors. That's, that's all you really need in any <laughs> to culture. Get, <laughs> to get around Prague? Yeah, no problem, man. And a, ba- a bathroom <laughs> would be nice also. Uh, well, it's all too right. Anyway, all right. Thanks, so, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. N- next week. All right. Bye.